0: As you can tell from the title of this podcast, I will be talking about suicidal ideation, which might be a little taboo, but I really want to normalize this concept. This is a sensitive topic, so I encourage you to listen at your discretion. Use your intuition if you don't feel comfortable. Um, Do whatever's best for you. You can turn it off. You can come back to it later. Um, my intention is to normalize suicidal ideation and to speak about my experiences so people feel less alone. And I, um, I just want to remind everyone, too, that if if you're going through something or you're having suicidal thoughts, please call a suicide hotline, um, talk to a loved one, reach out for help. Community and connection heals. When we spend time in isolation, it can feel so dark and heavy and lonely so please please reach out so i launched a 22-day journey back to self-love program and it it just ended and um, a big part of my mission on earth is to teach about self-love and empowerment so usually what you struggle with the most becomes your medicine And that's why I feel so called to lead these programs and create workshops and and gather community and women to heal, to um, focus on self-love, because that's truly the most important. And I know that we hear that everywhere, but it really is so, so, so important to nurture ourselves, validate ourselves. Um, build ourselves up and to empower each other usually there's a lot of competition with women and um, I don't I don't want to be a part of that I don't want to be a part of gossip drama judgment I want to uplift women and so yeah that's a big reason why I started um, this program and so I gathered women together and we had in-person workshops. We did yoga, meditation, breath work, sharing exercises. We had a really uplifting group chat. Um, I would give energy updates, astrology updates. I would pull oracle cards and um, do bonus activities and assignments. And we all picked rituals that we would um, that we would do every day. And I felt. So aligned doing this, like it was just very, very natural. I drew from all of the trainings and programs and workshops and classes that I have um, that I've been through and that I've done, and I created my own, and um, just you know pulling from shamanism, yoga, um, and Reiki, and just all of the the things that I'm interested in, and yeah, creating creating a program for people to have a framework to heal themselves, to empower themselves and to love themselves more deeply. And so a part of this program um, was in person and then a part of it was virtual. And one week we all met up for a hike and we did forest gazing and we meditated in the sun in a field. And um, one of the women, it was so cute, she made um, a crown that had like sticks and leaves. And yeah, it was just, it was such a beautiful, beautiful day. And um, we shared stories and we were talking. And I started to talk about how I struggled deeply with depression for a long time. And I think I've talked about that on the podcast a number of times. But um, when we were on that hike, I shared that i have experienced a lot of suicidal ideation and i have never i've never attempted to kill myself i've never planned um i've never planned it i've never um you know tried to go through with it but i have thought about what it would be like to not be on earth anymore and i have gone to really really dark places where i just didn't want to exist And so when I shared that, um, one of the women reached out later and she said that she was really touched by what I said and that it made her feel less alone. And I think that, I mean, a big reason why I want to bring this up and why I want to talk about it is because it's, it's really, it's not that uncommon and I think a lot of people can relate, especially people who might be listening to my podcast. Um, And I want to talk about it also because sometimes it feels impossible to talk about. Sometimes it feels really scary because if you share it with a therapist or um, really anyone, sometimes people want to have you go to a men- mental institute or go into the hospital and again like that might be what's best it might be what's necessary um, but um in my case I think that if that happened to me it would have made things a lot worse for me and so I think it's so important to discuss these things so we can share alternatives like what else we can do if we're feeling like we don't want to be on earth anymore if we're feeling like this is too much that life is too heavy being a human is too hard and I've found so many communities that um, really allow you to be super super authentic and allow you to cry and share your emotions and share the darkness because that's how you move through things And I think when we're so afraid to share that we're having really, really heavy emotions and that we're really depressed and that we are thinking about what it would be like to not exist anymore, Um, when we can start to share that, it starts to get lighter. And um, so, you know, healing happens in community. It happens when we connect. And so when we isolate ourselves, when we're depressed, when we can't get out of bed, that's when these thoughts continue to... um, a spiral, and i I kind of describe it like you know spiraling to the pits of hell, and I have spiraled to the pits of hell many, many, many times, and most recently, when I had covid back in December, I was truly going through like a mental breakdown, physically so unwell, it was humbling as fuck to go through that because i I care for my body so well, and I was so down bad and um you know, just being alone um i am I'm, I'm here by myself, and you know I had family and friends dropping things outside my door, but I just wanted someone to hold me, I wanted someone to be there with me to witness my pain, and um yeah, I really, really spiraled and it felt like I was having like a spiritual awakening at the same time that I was having like a psychotic break. Um, and looking back, I can obviously see more clearly. But when I was in the moment, I things just felt so dark that I didn't think that I was going to be able to get out. Like I've been in low places, but like this time I just wasn't sure I would be able to come out again. And I remember calling my mom, I think I shared this on, on a past episode, but I remember calling my mom and I just started like screaming and crying and telling her I was going to kill myself and tears are coming to my eyes right now. Whenever I remember that moment, uh, it just makes me so, so sad and I feel I just feel so deeply for um my inner child in that moment. And um you know, and I obviously feel guilty about you know, saying that to my mom. But um I felt that in the moment. And um I'm working with this really powerful Reiki practitioner. She's a medical med- medical medium. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because Normally, I would stop the recording and re-record and drive myself crazy for slipping up on a word, but I'm not going to do that. Um, this is progress for me. Um, but anyways, her name is Holly. I've talked about her before. If, if you know me personally, I literally talk about her all the time. I'm always encouraging people to go see her because she is... I've never ever met with someone as powerful as her, someone who is as in tune and she does these sessions over the phone. She does them virtually. She lives in Florida and um, she works with your chakras and um, she just picks up on so much. And she, she was the one who explained that um, I, one of my biggest wounds is this fear of being seen and that it relates to my soul originating in the fairy realm. Um, she had told me that I was the queen of the fairy realm and that I've had many, many lives as a healer, and um, healers have been persecuted, and healers have been burned at the stake, um, and so she has helped me so much. I I met her, I think the first time we had a session was back in September, and I, I, I continue to see her because um, she helps me with a lot of my wounds a lot of things that i'm moving through ascension symptoms um, and this journey of being a human (laughs) which is very difficult especially for um, souls who are star seeds from other planets which um i'm definitely not from earth (laughs) this is not my home but i am here on a mission and um i'm doing my best to make earth home because it is really really beautiful being a human it's beautiful it's a taste food to give people hugs to feel the sunshine to even have your heart broken like all of it's beautiful in its own way um so I ended up talking to Holly about suicidal ideation and at first I was really scared because I thought like you know what if she calls the police like what if she has to you know tell somebody um I don't I don't want that to happen so there was fear of expressing it to people in fear that um something would happen that I that would make things worse for me but then there's also such a desperation for help and She was so kind and she basically said that, um, she refers to that as wanting to go home. Um, because like I said, earth isn't my home. And for many of us, earth isn't our home. And, um, she was able to work with me energetically to kind of pull this feeling of wanting to go home because I do want to be here. So, um... Yeah, she was so, so helpful, Um, and it was just a very, very heavy, dark, sad, lonely time for me, and there was just so much purging, and I I know it all happened for a reason, and I um, I feel more resilient, and I feel stronger knowing that I can get through all of that on my own. Well, not on my own. I, I we all need connection, we need support. I I had help. I had Holly, I had my family and friends. Um but yeah, so um I wanted to share that and I do want to talk more in depth about this. Um I get a little hesitant again to share about this because I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast but um, I work in marketing and I manage a blog and a podcast for small business owners. So that's my day job. And um, some topics that I do want to talk about can be a little taboo. Like, I <laughs> I published an episode about sacred sexuality, and then I unpublished it because I was worried that um, I don't know coworkers would listen, and. Um, yeah, so still working through figuring out how to manage that, but um, I want to talk about plant medicine, and I have a number of experiences that I want to share about, um, and actually people in my life are reaching out to me more about that as well, so I think it would be an important message to share on a larger scale um but i did an ayahuasca ceremony back in march and um i'm not going to share a lot of details on this episode maybe i will make one in the future just to go into the intricacies of it and just the transformative experience um and i mean it was so so profound i i could talk about it for hours um I'm still processing and I'm still integrating from the experience and I probably will be for a long time but I just wanted to share that um, in one of my ayahuasca journeys a big part of that journey was reclaiming my place on earth and when I was having this journey it felt as if I was Dissolving into the ethers. Like it felt like just pure peace and bliss. I had never experienced anything like that. I felt so weightless and so connected. It felt like my soul was back at source and. I don't even really know how to how to describe it like it it almost felt as if I could feel what death felt like but death just is going back to source so there's really no death um and that might sound very esoteric but it was just the most peaceful magical experience and basically you're listening to a concert when you're doing ayahuasca they are singing and reading poetry and playing a, a beautiful playlist and i just had all these visions of artwork and it was like weaving in and out of the music and um i would go through moments where i would get scared because i didn't i i was having a hard time understanding how how I could feel this good. And oddly, like I, you know, on my, on a human level, I was like, is this possible? Like, where am I? Am I going to come back? Do I want to come back? Um, so I basically would, you, you have your eyes closed, um, and you're going through your own journey. And I would open my eyes, um, every once in a while just to kind of come back and, and, know that I'm still here I'm still I'm still a human I'm still on earth even though I'm having this really um ethereal experience so um but yeah I I just remember thinking like every part of me just felt so good like breathing just felt I I like I I honestly like don't even think I can come up with the words because It's such a difficult experience to communicate when you haven't gone through it, and and everyone has a different experience, and every time that you go through um, ceremonies, they're going to be different. And as I was laying there with my eyes closed on this journey, I remember thinking that even though I feel so alive and blissful and peaceful and at ease and happy and weightless and um just i don't know more more me than i've ever felt i still wanted to come back i still wanted to be on earth because when i'm out in the ethers i'm not with um my family i'm not in my human body i'm not living my life i'm not you know doing my mission. And I know that that is what my soul truly feels like. And being a human, you know, I, <laughs> I can't feel that way all the time. I mean, I guess I could, but um, I'm still working up. I'm still working up to, to that level of enlightenment. But um, I was able to bring some of that back with me. And I remember thinking that I wanted to be here. I want to be with my family. And I had some fear of like, oh God, like, am I am I gonna come back? Like am I am I gonna stay in this beautiful journey forever? And I think the reason that happened was because the medicine in my soul and my higher self wanted me to reclaim my place on earth um and I think a lot of my depression my suicidal ideation um my anxiety my fears I think a lot of that was soothed just remembering that being human is so messy and painful and hard and can be so lonely and treacherous but that's also what makes it so transformative and special and beautiful and unique, and we have to go through really dark times in order to know what it's like to feel to feel alive, to feel aligned, because you know, looking back on my life, I understand why I went through everything that I went through, and oftentimes we are purging and feeling things um, that are from past lives, that are from ancestral trauma, from epigenetics, things that get passed down. And sometimes it's not ours. And I think I've had to release and purge and go through a lot of surrendering and um, understand that a lot of this is is not mine. And the, the things that are mine, I also can surrender and let go of and heal from things that have happened in this life, things that I've gone through that I didn't think that I would come back from. And um, so, yeah, I, I feel like my experience with ayahuasca really allowed me to feel like even though earth isn't my home, I can make it feel like home and this is where my family is this is where this is where um I chose to be and my soul chose to incarnate at this specific time (laughs) to um to help others and that's what I'm here to do and having a purpose and living it out is something that I want to do and I want to be here for. So I just wanted to um, share some of my experiences and things that have helped me when it comes to suicidal ideation. And at the end of the day, I'm human. I know that, that I'm going to feel the wide range of human emotions. I know that I will continue to go through bouts of depression and anxiety and. Um, that as my life progresses, I will, you know, (laughs) go through more experiences that are difficult. I will, um, have more wounds to tend to. And I think being able to gather tools to, um, find modalities that help can just bring so much so much hope and so much relief when big life events happen. So I've gathered a group of people to support me when I'm going through really, really difficult times. Um, I have a shaman I can talk to. I have a therapist. I have a Reiki practitioner. I have family and friends. And I have myself. And I think the most important person to have on your team is you and it's your higher self and it's your inner child because usually when we go through really hard experiences our inner child comes to the surface and they want to be tended to and they want to be loved and they want to be nurtured and um, so the more that we can build a relationship with our inner child the more capable we will feel to navigate these situations and to get through them and um, i was listening to a podcast recently and someone said that the best advice that they ever got was to just keep living and i think it's so beautiful because basically what she's saying is keep going keep staying alive because emotions shift feeling shift we have to feel the emotions and we have to move through them and sometimes those emotions and those feelings that depression and that sadness and that grief lasts a year two years Um, maybe it only lasts a month or an hour but we will move past it because things evolve things transform and when we can find support and community and connection and um healers and professionals therapists and psychologists and we can gather a team we will be able to move through these things and all of us have medicine all of us have a purpose all of us are loved all of us are worthy of love and um even if you feel like you aren't and that you don't have anyone that loves you you do you do So I really urge you to keep living, to keep choosing yourself, to find healing modalities and um, to empower yourself and to find your way back to self-love because that is the root of it all. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that, um, you know, at least one person can resonate. And I had a really good conversation actually a few weeks ago and This woman told me that even if I have one person listening to my podcast, even if one person signs up for a program or a workshop, to keep showing up, to do it. Don't cancel something. Don't stop doing something just because you might have a smaller audience because that one person could then share with 10 people who then share with another 10 people and it's this ripple effect and um you know if one person signs up for a workshop they are seeking my medicine and that's important and um so I think um that message needs to be heard as well keep showing up even if you feel like you're not making an impact if you're doing something that you love something that you're passionate about keep showing up so um yeah. And I again, I just want to say, please reach out to loved ones. Please connect. Please call a suicide hotline. If you are feeling like you're in a really dark place, um, there's always, always somebody to talk to, someone who wants to help you. And um, just want to remind everyone how worthy they are, how amazing they are, how special they are. Um And I'm just sending all of you a lot of love. And also, I just want to say, I'm not saying that you have to do ayahuasca or plant medicine or go to shaman school or become a vegan like I did. Those are the things that helped me. I'm just offering other options, other alternatives, and maybe they'll help you. Or maybe you'll find or be inspired to find ways that are really nurturing and helpful for you. When I was in middle school, I was really alarmed at how many children were cutting themselves and it really, really scared me. And I quickly realized at a young age how much people are suffering. And my suicidal ideation came in later in life when I was in an unhealthy relationship and I've never self-harmed, like I said, but It's just really important for all of us to be a safe space for others, to offer our love and help because so many people are suffering. It doesn't matter what age, what gender, what nationality, we all have traumas, we all have pain, we all have things that we're working through and it's all relative as well. I think sometimes... As adults, we look on teenage or middle school problems as less than or something that you can kind of just get over really quickly, but when you're a teenager or a preteen or even in elementary school, whatever you're feeling, it's valid, and I think we need to be more mindful of that. We need to be more mindful of the fact that even if someone's going through a breakup at like 17 or 18 years old- it's still really impactful and heartbreaking. And oftentimes, adults can kind of say things that diminish um, diminish the experience where they might say, you'll get over it, or you're so young, everything will be okay. And that's not helpful. And I think as adults, we need to be able to actually feel our feelings. We need to express things, and also not stay in circumstances and situations that aren't healthy for us. And it's okay to make changes. It's okay to leave relationships. It's okay to leave a job. And um, it's okay to feel your feelings. It's okay to show emotion. When we feel disconnected from self, we feel disconnected from everything. And things like eating well, spending time in nature, taking time away from your phone and social media... Um, cuddling with a pet, all of these things can help. But when you're in a really dark place, it can feel like nothing touches it. Nothing touches your pain. And it can feel so difficult to even get up, to get out of bed. But I promise it gets better. I have spent endless days in bed, depressed, crying, alone. And um, things get better things do get better. I, I know that's annoying to hear, but they get better. And when you find yourself healing and you find ways that help you recover and that help you find joy in life again, that becomes your medicine, that becomes your purpose, and then you can help others. And um, so yeah, things things shift. Things are always, always changing there's a light at the end of the tunnel even when it feels like there isn't just keep living just keep feeling your feelings reaching out for help and finding communities where you feel safe i'm sending you all so much love